Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today, Joe Biden's State of the Union is tonight. I'll have our table's predictions on how it's going to go. The latest on Ukraine and Russia and the World Health Organization is still pushing for vaccine passports. We've got all that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and uh, I'm joined today. It's going to be a good conversation. I'm joined today by Blaze TV contributor Jakub Bouyans, host of The Bottom Line, also Blaze TV host, Super Gear, host of Stu Does America, which you all should also be watching and subscribe yes. to on YouTube and wherever you got your podcasts. Yeah, we're doing special uh, watch along uh, State of the Union coverage tonight. So if you want to watch it and not be really irritated by Joe Biden, we'll be there for really? your sarcastic comments. Good commentary. Yes. Come yes. on. That's exciting. It's good to be on with you, Stu. Yeah. I haven't been on with you in a while. It's been good a while. Yeah. yeah. I do love when you two are on together because yeah, you tend too. to have slightly different views. And I just like antagonizing you guys. Huge <laughs> respect, fight, though. So. I've got massive love. <laughs> no, I know. Course, I know. Sure, no, I, sure. I, I love it. Uh, so we will, of course, get to what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. But um, but first, I want to talk to you guys about the State of the Union. Obviously, as I mentioned earlier, and we've been talking about uh, this week, it is tonight. Um, we discussed yesterday that, uh, you know, when you're following the science, the science leads you to these amazing revelations, like right before the State of the Union address is to be delivered, uh, there are no mask requirements anymore in Congress. So uh, luckily for them, now I did, but I did hear that, um, that they will still have to take a COVID-19 test. So there are a few Republicans who say that they are not going to uh, attend the State of the Union address. There is uh, Mary Miller, Bob Good, Matt Rosendale, Andrew Clyde, Chip Roy and Marco Rubio uh, all said that they would not be attending. Uh, some of them, uh, Rosendale specifically said, Speaker Pelosi is politicizing the State of the Union to further the radical left's COVID-19 agenda. Members of Congress should not be subjected to COVID-19 tests and social distance when it is not necessary. And the entire nation has ended most, if not all, coronavirus restrictions. Um, so, you know, I mean, you got to... I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, hey, if I'm not showing symptoms, I'm not symptomatic, like I shouldn't have to test to get into this thing that I have to do for my job. Um, so there it is, several Republicans not going. Um, I want your your take on what what you expect to happen tonight, maybe what you expect Joe Biden to say. I know in recent days he has made comments like people's psyche because of the pandemic is not allowing them to see how good it is out here. Mm. There's really good things happening, you guys. And it's just like COVID's just made you guys really bummed about everything. And so it's just really, it's a mental problem that you have that you can't appreciate how great the robust economy is. Uh, so we, I, I imagine that we'll hear about how great the economy is because don't believe your lion eyes. Believe what our leader 
is telling you. Uh, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds is going to deliver the Republican response. Um, and uh, interestingly enough, we discussed this on the show yesterday, Rashida Tlaib will deliver a Democrat rebuttal uh, on behalf of the working, oh what is it, the Working Families Party. Um, so that will be interesting. But uh, as I said yesterday, whenever the, the Democrats are eating their own, I like to just sit back and let it happen and watch it and appreciate it because Lord knows we have our own problems to deal with. Um, but how do you guys how do you guys see this playing out tonight? Is Biden going to come out and, and take credit for ending covid and, uh, you know, make some I don't know. I keep waiting to see if he's going to make some announcement about like no more masks on airplanes. No, I do not think he's going to do that. Ah, no, I, I, I do think he'll hope. take credit for COVID. Yeah. Um, he'll take credit for the economy. I mean, yeah. you know, look, if you... If you well, I mean, he should well, take credit for the economy. It is his fault. For the yes. dismal state of the economy. <laughs> I would love that. I don't think that's where he's going to go. No. I mean, because if you go back, obviously, and this, they've been doing this the entire time. Saki does this all the time. If you pick the right point to measure it from, of course the economy's improved. We, ha- right. we shut the whole thing down, right, right, right? Two years ago. So you measure it from two years ago and things look pretty good. Like, we didn't um, let you work for a really long time, but now we're letting you work again and you should give me credit exactly for that. Yeah. Uh, you know this is a, a standard practice of of the president i mean everyone knows there's spin involved in these things but to take credit for like the biggest job gains in history coming <laughs> but coming off of a pandemic when everyone got fired within like a two-month period yeah. is not just disingenuous it's several <laughs> steps past that uh, i do think he'll try that um you know i personally would like it to go back to a letter our founders were like hey how about regular updates on how the country's doing? And now we've turned into this giant spectacle where everyone claps for four hours and, and Congress people gather around to get you know, uh, autographs from the president. It's the exact opposite of what our founders would have wanted. Uh, the spectacle is here, though. We have to deal with it. And it's going to be, especially the economy stuff, agonizing. To hear him take credit after all the damage he's done and for the factor, you know, we're not in a good position here. It's not like things went from bad to good. Right. Things went from bad to slightly less bad. Right. And he's going to take credit for that. It's going to be agonizing. Yeah. But I want to throw into the conversation, too, Yaku. You mentioned, you know, you, they stand there for a very long time. The speeches are very long. This is starting at 9 p.m. Eastern. So you got to <laughs> wonder how much Joe has in him, how much gas he has left, yeah. unless they're shooting him up with something to make him uh, have some liveliness about him. It's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. I'm anticipating some serious blunders, some misreads, some miscues, some gasps from his own party because he's going to say things out <laughs> loud that that was behind the scenes and you know. But look, I don't know if it went from bad to less bad. It's gone from bad to 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 worse. The two presidents on planet Earth right now, they are looking like absolute buffoons. If someone could rival Joe Biden, it's Putin, right? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Biden's been in the buffoon camp for since day one. Yeah, but Putin seems like he at least knows what he's doing. I think he's there's just something else man. going on there. And Steve, <laughs> you did a great job with Glenn on on the, on the show the other day. You really did a great job. Right. I want to want to tell you. Just watch the that. other day, not just, the, yeah, not, most days. Just no, the not one most day. days. Just that one day. I'm going to give you one day's credit. <laughs> Thank you. No, but 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 I'm expecting tonight is is a lot of spin. But I think he's going to hammer on COVID on the great job they did with COVID. Mm -hmm. Because remember, this is their moment to get the whole nation to, if there's a recorrection to be made in the media for where they've steered off the rails, this would be their moment to recorrect Mm -hmm. back to their narrative to try and regain control of the narrative, right? So I'm expecting that tonight. I'm expecting gross gross, ridiculous statements like, you know, massive correction and the economy is great. The stuff you mentioned about 
don't see what you see, but listen mm -hmm. to me because I'm Uncle Joe. I'm going to see bold, stupid statements, I think is what we're going to see tonight. <laughs> like absolutely ridiculously like, like, stupid. Like wartime level yeah. propaganda yeah. type statements. Because they've got, to somehow they've, correct, they've got to somehow correct the ship because yeah. they've lost control of the reins. The horse is running in a while. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm expecting that. But, and then they'll run it for the next two weeks on repeat. Right. You know, if if he can put four sentences together. So I, I want to get it. I want to I want to keep talking about this, but I want to throw into the equation. You know, we're talking about how we think that uh, the administration has been doing. But, you know, I want to hear from the administration personally, which uh, Kamala Harris, great representation uh, of the administration. And I, she I think I don't quite know what she was trying to go for here, but I think she's saying like, you got what you voted for, um, doesn't come out quite right. Let's listen to Kamala. Because as we all know, elections matter. And when folks vote, they order what they want. And in this case, they got what they asked for. Yeah, $8 gas, no food on the shelves. Because that is I, so bad. Don't say that. I know. This is a. And the three people who are like, oh, no. yeah, let's cover this up by clapping. Woohoo! No, she actually thinks that comment is positive. That's the problem. I, That's the disconnect. There's a cognitive decline in our country that is almost immeasurable. She acts. I believe she believes that was a statement. Of, they, our people got what they wanted. They got me and Joe. Yeah, yeah. we. Yeah, we got. Yeah, you got what we you got wanted. Some, we got Welcome. something. All right. This has been since day one a non-stop circus. A <laughs> pile of poop uh, is what it is. Yes. <laughs> I mean, they, you saw the. Uh, they had that forty-mile convoy in Russia and yeah. into Ukraine yes. of all these. This has been a, a convoy of that length of <laughs> yes. catastrophes. Every single new week, there's a new thing that they've screwed up. Have they done anything right? I mean, can you point to anything that they've done right? No. I, I can't think of one single thing no. that you'd be excited about. And I don't even mean from our perspective. I mean, I guess if you're on the left, you'd be excited about the, the COVID package at the beginning, which they jammed all sorts of bull crap into. You spent a couple trillion dollars. Democrats seem to always like that. Infrastructure. But, um, but, yeah. but even for them, they're like, well, you should forgive all our student loans. He's like, nah. Yeah, right. I, I mean, they didn't get that done. The infrastructure bill, they got done. However, remember, the progressive side of the party down, was yeah. saying, like, we don't even want that passed right. unless exactly. we get Build yep. Back Better. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Now, look, I, he spent a, a bunch of trillion dollars. He's ruined the economy, uh, when it, especially when it comes to inflation. Um, you know, uh, you know, he got like he pulled them out of Afghanistan, but in a catastrophic mm -hmm. way. Terrible. I mean, it's been nonstop disaster. Uh, and yes, Kamala, for once, if, if I want to give him credit for getting one thing right, it was that statement. They People got what they what Absolutely. they asked for. Sure they, did. This is what they voted for. This is what they're getting. Yep. And get ready, because think about this, guys. Think about this for a second. Joe Biden has not yet, at this moment, given one State of the Union yet. Yeah. The, wow. he, he ha the first one was a joint Golly, session of Congress. This is his first one. Yeah. Yeah. We still have three more years of this. Look, I'll say this. You know when the movie is really, really good, you need popcorn and raisinets. Yeah. Get that tonight. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a show, folks. <laughs> you don't want to miss this one, right? <laughs> you know, I, but here's the other thing. One thing we figured out that works really, really well in our country right now, we can print money. Mm -hmm. Oh, we yeah. figured that uh, out. Yeah. We can they, print. The they printing are press really is good working. At that. Yeah, uh, and then we—I don't want to leave her out. The first lady, who now it would be one thing if this was a mistake that has only happened 
this was like the first time that it had happened. It had never happened before. But this is a mistake that everyone in the administration seems to continue making, calling Kamala Harris the president of the oh United States, even from the first lady herself. Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, the president of the, the vice president of the United <laughs> 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 Yeah, Joe, you're chocolate. You He's like, Whoa. I just said that to make you laugh. <laughs> the vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Nah. That was not a good recovery at all. I this just like, said what, that the, to make you the laugh. The fifth or sixth time that someone has introduced Kamala, including the president, right? Introduced Kamala as the president did, of the United did, States. Did President Donald J. Trump ever refer to Mike Pence as the president of the United <laughs> no. States. Well, did no. he ever did he ever refer to Melania as his daughter or his sister? No. Did Melania ever refer to Mike Pence? There's I'm telling you, these people are on some kind of a chemical. It's weird. That's eroding the last two brain cells that's left. It's I mean it's just weird. To, it, it was weird the first time it happened. It's weird that that Joe Biden's own wife is saying it. I mean yeah. I guess you could say like that's just what you say, the president, the president, yeah, and it like rolls no, off your tongue. No, it doesn't happen. But it's, I'm just saying how many times can it happen before you're like, what are the conversations that are going on behind right? closed doors that we need to know? Right. Do we have a still of the Joe Biden or the Jill Biden picture, what she was wearing by any chance? I'm, sh I'm we, sure. Yep, there it is. Um, uh, Glenn saw that and said she was Cruella. Cruella de Bill. The Jill. She is Cruella de Bill. Because she does look like really Cruella de Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, you know, and I, you know, look, this is. It <laughs> that happens. or a confused zebra. Yeah, <laughs> either one of the two. I'm concerned too. Like, what exactly is the joke? She said she just said it to make funny. What's the joke? Oh, is it a black woman being president? Is that the joke, Jill? Is is that the joke, you racist? You can't even imagine a black president, and therefore it's a joke. It's hilarious to you Ooh. to say Kamala would be the president. I like it. Mm -hmm. Spin it oh, up, Stu. Here we go. That Spin or, it up, Stu. That or. It's a joke to say that her husband couldn't hold the office yeah, for I that know, long. I know, I mean, what is she, an ableist? Mm, I mean, very wow. good. Very wow. good. I, <laughs> Joe Biden throws his hands up like, what am I? You're doing it. You're calling her the president. Uh, yeah, she, he's now, doing it himself. There's conversations it's, going on behind the scene. There has and to be. Further, to there go back to, to the mask conversation for yeah. a second. She, he's sitting there in an N95 mask. Kamala Harris is sitting there in a 95 mask, and Jill doesn't have one on. Yeah. Do we not care about Jill's livelihood? Is this is this not? If this is a serious situation where you would need an N95 mask, why doesn't Jill have one on? Why, since the beginning of this administration, has Jen Psaki never worn a mask in the? They don't the deem press them briefing? essential, I guess. I, I guess not. I don't think not. I've ever not. seen a picture of her with a mask on, even. I don't think I have either. Um, though I don't know that she never wears yeah, one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, she never wear, I'm I mean, sure she has, but like I've never seen a picture I of it. I don't give. Jen Psaki enough attention to even know what yeah. she's wearing, to be honest. When I hear it, I just go switch the dial. Yeah, it's, it, is a, it is an irritating noise. I will give yeah. you that. But I mean, you know that room is yeah. a small, yeah. tiny room. Oh, I've been in it. very small. jammed very in there. Yeah. Uh, all of them are wearing masks, point. but she can sit up there for multiple years yeah. and well, not wear required to wear masks. Yeah, but yeah. she's not. And not even when she like leaves the podium, there's no mask that she puts on. She but, just... And it wouldn't make... It's like this thing where like they've been doing this with... Uh, what was the... Uh, oh, the Joe Rogan country 
controversy where he was saying the N-word. Yes. Uh, and, and like everyone's like, well, shouldn't we look at the context of what he was right. saying? He was like quoting people. Yeah. Yep. And they're like, there's never a context where the N-word can be said. Well, why did Leonardo DiCaprio say it 800 times in Django Unchained? Yep. Because it was a movie? It's okay in a movie, but it's not okay for Joe Rogan to quote someone saying it? Like there's these dumb rules. Like that the writer can sense. write it and yeah. the director can tell the actor to say it. A but, white guy can write it but and a white actor can say it. But it's a different it. context. Come but on totally now. different context. Well, it was only 800 times. Oh, yeah. So. yeah if it was all. 900, That's maybe. No I don't know. Uh, all right. We've got more to come, including an update on uh, Russia and Ukraine. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold Group. So, um, look, I we talk about inflation all the time. You want to know what our current out-of-control inflation looks like? It looks like paying 47% more for fuel than just a year ago. It looks like paying 41% more for the same used car if you buy it this year instead of last year. Oh, and by the way, almost 10% more to feed your family. Uh, every dollar in your savings is worth less than it was a year ago. We are talking about really, really bad things on the horizon, some of which have already happened, and you have to hedge against the U.S. dollar by investing in something with real value. You can do that with gold and silver from Birch Gold. Precious metals have historically been a safe haven in times of inflation. Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into a tax-sheltered IRA backed by gold and silver. They've got a ton of satisfied customers, an A-plus rating on uh, with the Better Business Bureau, and they can help you protect your savings. Don't wait until it's too late, you guys. You are going to lose money. You can text the word Y to 989898. You'll get a free info kit on gold. There's no obligation. There's no reason not to do it. Just text the word Y to get more information to 989898. Senator Chris Murphy, I found this very interesting that um, he was uh, just in a classified uh, briefing on the Ukraine crisis and he left it and then went to Twitter and was like, hey, I just left this classified Ukraine uh, hearing. Let me tell you some takeaways that I can share, which is like, I, I hope that he got clearance to let share everything that he shared, because it seems very weird to say I just got done with this classified briefing. Let me tell you about it. But uh, he shared some takeaways, including uh, confirmation that the Russians have fallen behind on their timeline. Ukrainian resistance has been fierce. There have been multiple Russian equipment and logistics failures. Uh, and uh, that's kind of what we're hearing on the ground is that for some reason, Russia has not been as strong as uh, anticipated beforehand. But there may be some of you out there who are just still, you listen to this program every day, and you're just still a little bit unfamiliar with what is going on <laughs> when it comes to Ukraine and Russia. Luckily, we just heard from Vice President Kamala Harris in the last segment. Luckily, we have her again to break it down for us in a way that the average American can understand. Here is the Vice President of the United States explaining the Ukraine crisis. Watch. If you're watching any level of news, even social media, you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the Ukraine. Break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the United States. So Ukraine is a country in Europe. It what? exists it is? next to another country called Russia. <gasps> Russia is a bigger country. Russia is a powerful country. Ooh. Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. Uh -huh. So basically that's wrong. What? Wow. It's, wait a minute. Well, wow. th to well, be fair, she did 
give it to us in lamest terms. That's first true. Grade. That first grade she level. did. I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> making dumbing it down any more than that. The problem is, I think that is that is her understanding of it. <laughs> that reaches the level <laughs> of her understanding. I'm of it. worried that that was classified. Was is that was that classified <laughs> information? Because that was going too in depth. <laughs> I want to say classified with her. See, Texas is a little state below Oklahoma. Really? In between a big country called Mexico and there's a border. And they're basically, the big country is invading Texas, the little state. That's basically not okay. Mm, That's a great point. And it's basically your job Mm. as the czar to protect that, but you wouldn't know much about that. Well, she is focused. You, she is the border czar, but what we didn't know was that she's only supposed to be the border czar when it comes to Ukraine and Russia. So oh, she, that's why she's commenting okay. on the border there. They just didn't specify. You know what we should do? We should give her a map border. and say, find Ukraine on a map and watch her search. <laughs> It's, it's really embarrassing. Because she couldn't find the Texas border. Well, they invaded, and that's wrong. Can we also just talk about the fact that she keeps changing her dialect Mm. depending on who she's talking to. This, the <laughs> clip that we showed before, she was, I was like, what, what accent is this? This one, she's on with a uh, black morning show, and you can hear her try it's to, like... all the nervous <laughs> takes. She's, yeah, it's, ...liven it's, up her voice to make herself sound a certain like, way. I can't, I mean, golly, I feel so dumb when we talk about this woman. I mean, it's like, it, it sucks all the life out of a room. Seriously. That's right. the vice president of the United States for a second. It's, it's a joke. It's a laughing stock. Especially when you have Joe Biden as president, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, you know, the guy <laughs> Which could one be, is worse? Yeah, the guy, not, he could just walk. I mean, we saw him with him walking in the mask in the field by himself. Who knows? He could just keep going one day. <laughs> Go never chasing again. him. <laughs> His picture's going to be all Secret over. Just let him like, walk. Don't redirect him. Just walk straight off Pennsylvania Avenue. Just this is going to be a silver alert for Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> just wondering, where's the guy walking around? Look for a guy by himself in a field with a mask. It's probably Oh, him. my breaking bad. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> and then, but like, you know, you might say, hey, Joe Biden's done a really bad job. You want to get him out of office. But with, with this as the replacement? No, you cannot. I, no, I, I no. think that would be... You'd need a two-for-one. you got to get rid of both because this oh, would so be... Oh, then you get Nancy Pelosi. Ah, <laughs> I don't want no. that either. This would no, be it's a lot of pens. There would be a ton of pens going out oh the door if we get a Nancy Pelosi for You may want that just as yeah. a person. Uh, again, no. it's all about us. Uh, we're just trying to be selfish <laughs> Good here. Good gracious, guys. Uh, none of these would be good for the country. Yeah. Uh, and you, you wonder uh, how this turns around. I mean, three years seems like an eternity. A long time. Now, at least come November... Uh, likely Republicans will get control of something mm-hmm. and can at least block a lot of the worst stuff that he does. But still, he, you know, we've we've lined up our country against uh, the the foundational sort of view of the founders, which was Congress really being the most powerful branch. And you know, now we have an executive branch that seems to be able to do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that stops them is the Supreme Court. Uh, you know, they'd have the vaccine mandate in today if it wasn't for the Supreme Court and 25 other things that yes. they try to do that absolutely are not the purview of, of the executive branch. So even with a Republican Senate and a Republican House, it's going to be hard to, to, to block some of the crazy things that this guy is doing. And we're just going to have to deal with it for the next three years with one of these two. In the it's meantime, crazy. in the meantime, it starts today. Today's primary day in Texas. In mm. the meantime, we've got Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so yep. glad Absolutely. you brought that no, up. I'm going to bring it up because <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the Republican Party only focusing on the White House. Mm-hmm. Yes. Local. Mm-hmm. It's yes, local. In the important. meantime, we can take the Senate and the House. But even today, if you haven't voted yet and you're watching this, you may have an hour after you watch this. Get out and vote. But all the local races, I mean, it's so important that we really not, just please stop just looking at Senate House and, and, and White House. 
we, we have to fortify locally because it's going to be it's going to be blood sport. Yeah. I do think that that's changing a little bit. I mean, yeah, I, it it, you see it with the, the, school, the board school boards votes yeah. and things like that. But I want to drive it home. Though. No, no, you're no, yeah. you're, I think that's really important. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously we're a, you know, a, a national, you know, venue for, for news. So we went up get, getting caught in that a lot. And I think because people take in podcasts and they take in, uh, you know, cable news and stuff, they, they're thinking about those national issues a lot more often. Yeah. That's good at some level. No, it is. But it's but it's it throws you off the focus. Really, you have a chance to actually do something in your local community. Your, your vote in a presidential election, as much as we talk about it, how important it is, and it is important, is a minor minor piece. It's hard to move enough people to change an election like that locally. You can do it. I oh, mean, yeah. you put in effort at that level, you can actually change these things, and and that stuff affects you much more closely. You know, it's much more close to home. It's your kids at that school. It's 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 the tax rate you're paying in your area. You know, it's. It is. It's stuff that hits you a lot of times much more, uh, much more personally than it does. If I at the just looked level. at the at this primary election, okay, and there were so many uncontested races in both parties, yeah. we should not have uncontested races anymore. Yeah. Even if it's a guy who is a Republican and I'm a Re- contest, yeah. competition is healthy. Yeah. I want to see 10, 12 people run for every single seat. We just that's where we're at. That's the kind of engagement I want to from mm. from the from from the community, from mm-hmm. the business leaders in the community saying, OK, we got to go take this back. You know, I don't want to see uncontested. Well, races. I think one of the problems, though, too, is that and I mean, I know this by being so close to the Prather race is that they make it all the red tape that they have yeah. make it so impossible for the average person oh, to yeah. be able to run. You have to have mm-hmm. a huge, you know, fund behind you. You have to have a lawyer to explain to you so that you don't break, you know, ethics rules and all of these other, uh, the red tape that they put into place seemingly so that they can keep the little guy from being able to create a grassroots movement because it, like a lot of the rules are just so ridiculous. It's like, why are these even here other than to just prevent someone from running who isn't an elite yeah and there's a lot of and there's a lot of party crime a lot a lot in both parties where they the party has elected somebody or chosen somebody pre-election right all of a sudden three or four other people want to run in a in a a primary and they just silence them or they push them out or they coerce them and then they do and i've got absolute verifiable first-hand evidence of this telling people you shouldn't run you haven't paid your dues. You're not part of the party. What makes you think you can, you're qualified coming out of the private sector? And I go, that's exactly what we need. Right, yeah. Because the exactly. last president that did a good job came from the private sector. He yeah. was not a rhino. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the president now has been in, what, 40? 200 years. 200 years. It's a great point. 1972. Yeah. 1972. It's horrifying. Out of the Senate. It's, I mean, absolutely no clue what the private sector is like. And no. he's running the entire country. Completely. Completely. Uh, all right. So when we come back, let's talk about the World Health Organization, who is still pushing for a framework to uh, to have a vaccine passport. We'll get into that after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Omega XL. So those of you who uh, you may be like me and you have these like random times where you wake up and you throw your back out for like really stupid reasons, like rolling out of bed in the morning or something. There's nothing to be ashamed of. You reach the age. Maybe you have arthritis. Maybe you've got some knee pain. Maybe when it rains, you're like, hmm, this really hurts. Whatever the case may be, you've got to try Omega XL. Omega XL 
is going to reduce the inflammation in your body, which you don't realize that is actually what is causing your pain. It's the inflammation. So if you're rubbing a cream on wherever the trouble spot is, you're not actually doing anything but just masking it. It's just a Band-Aid. It is not actually solving your problem. Use Omega XL. It will reduce the inflammation. It will get rid of your pain and it can change your life because then your mood will be better. You'll feel better. I'm really telling you, if you are in pain, you've got to try it. You can order a bottle of Omega XL now. Get a second bottle for free over at OmegaXL.com news. That is OmegaXL.com news. While all of this other stuff is going on, the World Health Organization is assembling member states and figures from COVID-19 immunization credential technology entities in order to create uh, a what they say is a trust framework to enable nations to check the legitimacy of people's proof of vaccination credentials. You, now, you hear how I used so many words. This is how they explained it. It's like they're trying to use so many big words, I think, to avoid just saying they're meeting and going over these things because they want to be able to push uh, a vaccine passport. They say it will make it easier to share and verify an individual's proof of vaccination during international travel. So um, this is, again, very strange timing because you've got England that is dropping all of their COVID restrictions. You've got places all around the world that are dropping it. And then you've got the United States themselves who are now, you know, slowly rolling back everything, not admitting that they were wrong the whole time. They're not doing that. They're just very slowly, quietly uh, rolling back these things. And it's all due to the science, of course. That's what they would tell you is that they're just following the science. But uh, even so, the World Health Organization still pushing for this framework for vaccine passports. Do they, like, do they have TVs? Do they <laughs> watch what's going on when they push these things in Canada and all of the pushback that they got in America when Biden tried to make the mandate just for the federal employees and for employers with 100 employees or more? It's like, do, do you guys realize this has been rejected, uh, very strongly rejected all across the world and yet still here they are uh, trying to push for it after the pandemic is over. When, when last, and this is an open question, but when last mm -hmm. in human history did you see this much of a rejection, a global rejection of anything? So they're so used to being able to force feed society that they're just doubling down. They go, well, it's always worked and just, just go again, double down. Just pray. But, but the people don't want this, doesn't matter. We've always been able to convince them. We've always been able to coerce them, to fleece them. Mm -hmm. Just double down. That's how I feel they operate. Because that, there's nothing else to me that makes sense. Because if there's any sense of reality, right, seeing truth for what it is, the people are resisting. I mean, look what Trudeau just went through. Yeah. I mean, people are fed up. People are fed up in St. Petersburg, in Moscow, in, in Australia, all over the world. So it must be that they're just so used to that. No, we will force you because we're used to getting our will in our way like a toddler, right? And so this time around, people just should keep staying. No. Yes, and, and stay vigilant because if you think that, uh, look, I think they're, in the words of uh, our friend Steve Dace, it does appear that they are, at least here in this country, taking the COVID off-ramp. But that doesn't mean that they are still trying to, uh, you know, build these frameworks 
to fall back on quietly behind the scenes. Yeah, and, and we shouldn't just gloss over that. Like Steve's point is mm-hmm. really important. Like they are. It yeah. does they're taking like that's, that's good, yeah. right? Like, yeah. you yeah. know, part of this, you know, I talk to people who own small businesses and they're like, I run a restaurant. We have a 4% profit margin. Right. We can't make money without liberals coming here. Like yeah. we need everybody out. We don't need just conservatives out. It's great that conservatives are out. We're really happy they're supporting us, but we need liberals out here too. We need society to get back to normal. So the off ramp is a real positive. Like, part of me is hesitant to just destroy them about their history until we're fully on the off of the off ramp. And then they need to take every little bit of it because I don't want them to reverse it just because we're yelling at them. Um, but it is it is good to see. Like, I mean, I, you know, it's not only been mask mandates lifted over the past couple of days in places like New York and California, but also vaccine mandates mm-hmm. are coming off, too, mm-hmm. which is really, I think, encouraging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's it's, I think, cynical. Right. Right before the State of the Union, yep. they want the p- pictures, the footage yep. of everyone there without masks on. They want to be able to say to their voters going into this election that they beat COVID. We did I, it. I just don't. I, look, the American people, they've made all sorts yeah, of decisions we I know. don't understand. We know. Uh, yeah. you know. You know, but I think they I think they do see this. I think they see right through this. They do see that this was uh, there was tons of overreach by the government on this stuff. Uh, and that the fact that we are now past uh, the, the worst parts of it, we, they can see that like they kept the, the kids are still in masks in some of these places, even though they lifted the yeah. mandates. It Not still might schools. be a couple more weeks. Um, New York is New York City is mm-hmm. still still has them on. They won't they won't know until next week whether they're lifting it in the, the nation's largest school district. Yeah, this is bonkers. There's never been an ounce of science that would That's support right. any of that. And I do think that parents, I think largely parents we're the ones driving this pushback, and we're, I think, successful. Yes. This is not Russia. This yeah. is this is the United States of America. Yeah. We lead the government here, not the other way around. But it shows you when we push, things will change. We just yeah. need to push hard yeah. enough. Yeah. The two areas where they're not caving is children who are the least susceptible right. for, for any right. for any critical, you know, you know, complications of COVID, and then airplanes. And airplanes. Right. That's Which like, has I mean, I mean, literally no the cleanest air. <laughs> so, you, so you're going to cancel mask mandates for Sarah and I, the adults, but when we go get on a plane, right. Right. now it doesn't apply all of a sudden. Well, it's, and it's, then when your kids go to school, it's, it's, they still have to wear the mask, and, and so but why? Because it is a tool. Yeah. To, it's a big stick. Yeah, it is. It, it's it, a big stick to enforce if they need to. So once they let go of airplane mass, I feel like they're almost, it's out of their hands. It's a, yeah, but to roll it back, one. because that's a big stick, it's mode of travel and transportation. And, and so it's, I think that's the last thing to go, honestly. It's true. Yeah. And like we look at this and it's like, okay, this is insane, right? Airplanes and schools are the two most, like, the, the, mm-hmm. why would those be the last two? They're the last two because that's where they have the most control. control. The federal, yep. yeah. Right? They have control over it and they can just do well, it. Not schools, the but, lesson, yeah, yeah not, not schools, but, yeah. you know, governments still have control. Right, right, like, you right. know, if you're at a private school, you haven't been dealing with this for right, a long time. Right, yeah. So the, the answer here is not just, okay, well, we shouldn't have vaccine mandates or we should do better on the next pandemic or whatever. It's take as many of these institutions out of the hands of government as possible yes. and let uh, let people make their own choices as to what they do. You know, bring that down to the lowest level of control. You know, the level of control for the child should be the parents. Mm-hmm. That's let's, the level let's of Let's walk this back to 2008. This is what happens when an airline takes bailout money. Mm-hmm. The piper will call because mm-hmm. they're private. They're not That's government institutions, but they took American Airlines, monster bailout from the government. Yeah. And so here comes the pandemic and they go, 
Oh, you will. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir, they say. I mean, this is, this is how they control the private sector. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, I just have to step in the right direction anyway, is our, our friend Clay Travis over at OutKick did say that Southwest has started serving alcohol again on their flights, which I am very excited about <laughs> because yeah. I do not do flying very well. Mm. And I do need that. But you do drinking very well. I, As we've I'm, seen on multiple really good power hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am okay. very good okay, at it. Okay, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I got to stand up for my girl here. <laughs> Stu, in his happy hour, does drinking very well, okay? Mm, I don't know about that. Uh, it depends on you your criteria argue. very well. What did he you does consider a lot of it. Well, in volume. Yes. Okay, I don't know if it's well, but it's in volume. quantity, not quality. I so will you say. actually beat me on that one, Stu. Uh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I think so. I don't know. Every, every time I do one of those, the, the audience is constantly in the and saying, Stu, just skip three shots. It's like, I, once I get did, past 30, you, I don't know what happens. Did you skip them? Oh, not I, on purpose. That's what they say. You know, and I, I thought you were moderating that thing. Listen, you try to wrangle four no, men at the same go, time who are taking a shot a minute. It's hard, all right? Uh, we gotta, we gotta go to break. First, we want to thank our sponsor. We're talking about COVID. Uh, our sponsor, mygotodoc.com. So, uh, look, the COVID off-ramp is, is obviously being taken by the Biden administration, but that doesn't mean that you still shouldn't be prepared in the event that you do catch COVID. And a lot of people don't know, like, where is a doctor that I can find that will actually treat it with things that I want them to treat it with? Where can I actually even get my prescriptions filled? Because there are so many pharmacies now who are not dispensing this off-label medication. Uh, and then there are pharmacies who are way upcharging these actual prescriptions. Well, you got to go to mygotodoc.com. Uh, even if you are low risk, if you are high risk, whatever the case may be, uh, mygotodoc.com was designed by Dr. Saeed Hader. And uh, they he's actually, he's a COVID expert. This is all he does. He's treated over 40,000 patients with zero deaths. You can register for free, ask as many questions as you need to. And most importantly, they're going to connect you to pharmacies that ship you a full 28 doses of ivermectin for less than anywhere else online. Um, I've been there. I did it. I have my medicine just in case anything happens, and I have it at home when I need it. You got to go do the same. It is mygotodoc.com, mygotodoc.com. Joe Rogan uh, slammed Bill Gates and the Gates Foundation for buying up a ton of farmland across the United States, uh, as well as his health initiatives. Uh, you know, it's interesting because Joe Rogan does bring up some great points. This man is always talking to people about being so healthy. But, um, well, you know what? I'll just let Joe Rogan speak for himself. Watch. He keeps saying that we've got to eat less meat and, you know, we've got to cut our consumption of meat out to be healthy and that we're going to get used to these meat alternatives. When a guy like that says that, I'm like, are you making money because of this? Like, why are you saying that? And by the way, you look like like, because if you're eating those those plant-based right. burgers, whatever the f*** you're doing, like, you're obese. Like, it, a guy like that telling people about, he's got these breasts Moves. and this, this gut, and I'm like, this is crazy. You're one of the richest guys on earth. You have access to the best nutrients, the best, you could have a, an amazing trainer. You, you could be in phenomenal shape, and you're giving out public health advice. Your health is piss poor. I'm not a doctor, but when you've got man boobs and a gut and you're Come walking on, around, and you have these like toothpick arms. I'm like, hey, buddy, you're not healthy. <laughs> I yeah. can't argue with that. I don't yeah. know. You cannot argue with that. I do, I do just want to say 
I'm interested to hear what both of you have to say because I, we do have a carnivore here and a vegetarian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so, uh, so first, I mean, look, <laughs> the problem. Look at that. The, the, Don't you? That is a that is a picture picture of health right there. Oh yeah. Look at those. Look at that. The line between Bill Gates and health is not resources, though. He doesn't want to. He's a nerd, right? That's, the, that, he that's true. He does that's not true. want he's to not work an athlete. out. Right? He, never, he probably hasn't run. You think nerds can't be life. fit? They can be, but he has no desire to be. He's already got the billions of dollars. He doesn't need to be in shape. He's beyond <laughs> that point, fair. I think, at this point. I can get um, whatever I want with my money. Yeah. I don't care about how I look. Right. Yeah. To Rogan's point, though, I mean, like, you know, I, as you point out, like, I do, I'll eat those Beyond Burgers. They're pretty good, but they're not they healthy. They are good, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're they're not freaking healthy at all. I mean, they don't even they don't even advertise themselves as healthy. They they are filled with all sorts of oils and stuff that to make them taste good, right? right. So they don't taste like crap. I used to I've had the the old school veggie burgers as well, and uh, they don't they might be healthy, but they don't taste very good. So I mean, th this is uh, you know I, really. Bill Gates, I, I don't know what he does at this point. Health advice is not what we. Well, need he's from buying him. up all the farmland. He's the largest. I will, I will tell you this. I will tell you. Yeah, yeah. Largest, largest agricultural single farmland owner in the U.S. had never grown a seed in his life mm. until two years ago. He's buying up farmland, insane, insane millions of acres mm. for a reason. Is it just to drive cows off of our land? I'm a carnivore. I might eat red meat, baby, and that cow's bell can <laughs> ring all the way down because we need muscle because we need to grow men again. But no, I'm married <laughs> to a vegetarian. Yeah. So in my household, it's it, it's not it's not fun to. Because so barbecue have, for one person, you have right? Two separate meals every day. It's interesting. It's huh. very interesting. And so I, I have tried your side of life, <laughs> <laughs> and brother, I'm just gonna tell you, it is not tasty. And uh, when I read the label. It ain't that healthy. It's not, but, but I no. will say I do some no, of the, but I, some no, but of the I respect, Beyond Burgers I, and stuff. No, but I have to good. respect Steve because my wife's a vegetarian. But mm. I'm just telling you this. I agree with Rogan. That guy should not be giving me health advice. But again, if Gates opens his mouth, it's because he's making money. Mm -hmm. If he opens his mouth, he's making money. He's buying farmland. Why? Yeah, because the, next, the next pandemic is not a virus. The next battle in this country is going to be food. Who eats, who doesn't eat. And it's always in that kind of a situation it comes to staple food. So it's big farmland, it's corn, it's maize, mm -hmm. it's potatoes. Go look at him buying potato property, Idaho, all over the place. It's, it's, so he may, be see, don't, he may be saying don't eat meat because he knows he's going to be controlling all the other crops soon. So what? I go, no, you should eat meat. Don't eat whatever he grows. It is, just to, just to be a little bit of a conspiracy theorist here for a second, it is interesting too because these are, I mean, I think Bill Gates is one of the same people who they have these conversations about trying to put vaccines in food. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's buying up all the all the farmland. Mm. Hey, Sarah, don't Same. eat meat. I'm going to own all the corn and potato property. You should eat what I grow. Mm -hmm. Oh heck no! Now I'm only going. I'm going to go in the Rogan diet. You know he was in an all an all protein diet. Carnivore, Rogan yeah. ate yeah, thirty days straight with with uh, some of his friends, right? So yeah. maybe works we do out that. for hours a day, right? right? Like what other, t like I think Mark Zuckerberg eats eat meat. Does he look healthy? Right, <laughs> no. like these, no. these are all, these tech nerds are not, uh, they all but look still, like they've been in front of a blue light. You can't say I'm not healthy because I eat meat. I'm not saying you're not healthy because you're not eating meat. No, 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 I'm just saying that like the, all meat diet is not healthy. Mark Zuckerberg is not. The unhealthy thing is the tech nerd thing. But Mark Zuckerberg, I don't think is trying to convince people to change their diet. Yeah, no, no. Or buy And that's the difference. Yeah, look, you shouldn't give it advice uh you shouldn't give advice on something that you you know when people can visibly see 
that you're not an example of it, mm-hmm. right? That's why they don't have fat personal trainers. Right, <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like, that's it's just not a good idea. Which is also interesting because they, Bill Gates is constantly on to, like, discuss vaccines and COVID. And it's like, he's not a doctor, guys. No. Like, he, why, why do you continue to because listen to this guy? He's not an expert. I know, but he's not the expert that they should be talking <laughs> no, to about exactly. these things. He will, however, tell them exactly what they want to hear. All right, we no. got to take a break. We'll be back. It blows my mind every time they would have to Okay, I want to get back to the, we've got like a minute and a half here. I, I just want to, I want to talk about uh, vegetarian food for a second. Okay. So, wow. she was like, yes! The, yes! No one's yes! ever asked me about this before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah so, yeah. <laughs> what is like the best fast food vegetarian meal? Because I know, you brought in that, the KFC there's like a KFC ch- fake chicken, yes. and it was actually really good. That's I tried the Beyond it. Chicken, yeah. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, my, well, I mean, I would I never, I don't eat that kind of if stuff. You talk like at a meat replacement or just meal? Because just the, meal. The, I, I, I mean, say it like, taste honest, like meat, honestly, but it like a, a, a pad thai with tofu is probably a really good meal. Oh, oh yeah, I do that's like what Philip. That. Yeah. It's a pad, a really good pad thai, oh, yeah. thai. Yeah. with tofu. I just tossed the tofu, but I can stand that. <laughs> Why are you getting it? Just like a pad thai with tofu. No, but if I had to eat, no, I, I, I dunk a. Ton of meat in there, but if Philippa was making it or whatever, okay. I'd say a pad thai with tofu. But then I just slowly hand the tofu. That is off. good. Thai food is a good go-to yeah, for vegetarians. When you were talking about the burgers, the and Impossible, Italian. The Impossible yeah. Burger is an interesting one in comparison. I think it tastes better than the Beyond one. Um, but also, the guy I had the guy on the, C, the CEO of Impossible Foods, and he said, you know, in China, the ch- communist government said that they had to cut their meat consumption by fifty percent. The communist government ruled to their people, wow. cut it by fifty percent. He goes, you know what happened? It went up by like fifteen percent. He's like, you can't, this is not a government edict thing. Yeah. He's like, what's going to happen is if we can make this taste better and people want it, then people will change. But Stu, why like do you right call attitude. your food chicken when it's not chicken? Well, he didn't a, do it. I, the no. company did it. You did it. <laughs> Stop calling your food meat. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.